You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Goodbye baseball, a walk-off winner for Mitch Hanniger. Swing, line, drive, this game is over! Goodbye baseball, Mitch Hanniger. Ties it up here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. Welcome back to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. If you can believe it, the final week of the regular season. There's a couple of conversations I want to get to for sure this week, and one of them is going to happen in this podcast. We had a chance to visit with the guys from Cespedes Family Barbecue over the weekend in Baltimore. We'll talk about that coming up. Also, Pete Woodworth, he was the league coach of the year for Arkansas this year. Shannon had a chance to catch up with him. So this is going to be a very fun podcast. Meanwhile, the Mariners wrapping up the regular season. Two against the Astros coming up starting tonight. 7-10 first pitch today and tomorrow. Dunn will take the mound to start things tonight. Malone will follow Garrett Cole on the mound for Houston. Meanwhile, Yusei Kikuchi tomorrow. Zach Greinke for Houston on Wednesday. So that sets you up for the next two days against Houston and then more to come with Felix on Thursday. We'll talk more about that as we move through the week. But right now, how about the guys from Cespedes Family Barbecue? Shannon Dreyer, now joined by Gary Hill, who you all are very familiar with. And I hope you are familiar with our two guests that are going to join us for the next two segments. The fellas from Cespedes Family Barbecue. Hello. Hello. Oh, my goodness. We're wow. on the radio show. You're on the radio. Can you do <laughs> wow. know, We've seen you on TV. We've seen you on Cut 4. Yeah. Jake and Jordan, can you handle radio? I mean, you have podcasts. It's very similar to a podcast. I have a face for radio, so I'm, yeah. I'm also, ready. I have teeth for radio. I appreciate this. Like, didn't have to dress up at all. Like, I mean, we're not going to tell people what we're wearing now, but I'm glad I didn't have to think about that. I'm Jake, and I'm wearing khakis. <laughs> 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 Jordan, the yeah, ensemble. I'm Jordan. I, I guess I'm also wearing khakis, but nothing too fancy. So it's good. You, you guys got it good here in radio. It's, it's nice. Yeah. yeah, that's why we're in radio, to be honest with you. A lot less bus, and you can say whatever you want. Yeah, you can talk Gary, about whatever you want. Gary's wearing flip flops. Yeah. <laughs> Shorts. Yeah. I looked. <laughs> I did look. Gary runs. You know, are you familiar with those like little sock things with the little toes? Oh, the toes yeah. Like? yeah. Gary runs the streets in those. Wow. Which are I think you... is very Ichiro of him, to be honest yes. with yes. you. Do you have the bag? Yeah, we have the same too? speed, too. So. <laughs> How limber are you? I'm very limber. I stretch all the time, constantly. I'm That's stretching right now. That's good. Wow. All right. Well, we're learning a lot about Gary. Uh-huh. This is good. Let's learn a little bit about you. If you are not familiar with these two, um, I, I just... Tell us the story. I mean, I, my first encounter with you, and probably most, was on Twitter. It was on okay. social media. And, and just seeing, okay, hey, what the heck is Cespedes Family Barbecue? I think I like it. I don't know what it is. And then, you know, baseball. That's it. I mean, so a little background. I'm Jake. That's Jordan. We went to uh, middle school together, uh, and we became good friends in high school. And we were each talking to one another about baseball, like, all the time. This was back in, like, 2012. We were like, let's start a website. Um, no one will ever read it. What do we want to name it? And we named it the Cespedes Family Barbecue after Ioannis Cespedes and the video uh, that he made and put online of him doing a workout 
like to get signed and at the end of it is him roasting a pig over a spit for 20 minutes like at his birthday party and we we're like that's so weird <laughs> and it's baseball. and amazing and we love it <laughs> right and then you know now it's our job so right and just some other context uh, for those you know who watched baseball this year you want to assess for this player in the Mets he hasn't played in many many years or at least it feels like no but he's 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 <laughs> he's, he's been a, a very injured but we still love him and he is uh, as Jake mentioned you know encapsulates all of what's weird and wonderful and about yeah. the personalities of the players that we love to to cover yeah. and to and to learn about and so that's kind yeah. of our, our bread and butter. And we started that website in high school, and we worked on it through college and uh, tweeted a lot, did a podcast, and then uh, sophomore year of college, MLB.com, Cut4, reached out to us. They said, we think you guys are relatively entertaining. Do you want to come do your shtick for us? And we were like, you want to pay us to talk and write about baseball? And we're 19? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so then we we did that through college in a couple years. Now we live in New York City, do stuff for uh, DAZN. We host a show on Saturday and Sunday nights, and just trying to you know, pump some more joy into this world of baseball. I mean, it is it is such an amazing story. It's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. I guess I, it's hard. It's hard to write because we, as Jake mentioned, not only do we not think we'd have to explain the name to anybody, let alone our, our fine Mariners radio hosts here, um, but but that we'd explain to our friends that would even care, let alone people on Twitter that are now whatever, however eighty thousand people, and it's like it's it is crazy. We do have to kind of pinch ourselves sometimes, but uh, we've worked really hard and gotten really lucky, and now I guess we're here. What does a normal day look like for you guys when you are wow. working in the quotes right. there? Well, important working. Quote, because, right, none of this is normal, so I, I guess it's hard to call it a normal day. I usually get to the park around 1. I'll take BP for <laughs> two or three hours Wow, yeah. You know, until my hands start to bleed, get some blisters, and I'll take fungos from my coach, usually work third, second. <laughs> It's first one, in, first one and last one. Last out. one to leave. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm always the last one to leave. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, we, we have a uh, – it's kind of a weird schedule. So we host uh, a show called Change Up uh, on DAZN on the weekends. We also do some work for Cut4 during the week. So it really varies when we're doing uh, work for Cut4, doing videos. We're usually out at the ballpark at City Field or Yankee Stadium, uh, talking to players beforehand and, and just getting – can, as, as I mentioned, kind of a glimpse of their personalities. And then when we when we host a show uh, for Change Up, where we're out uh, filming at MLB Network Studios uh, in Secaucus, so we get there, you know, have our production. Our, the show's on pretty late from 10 p.m. to, uh, to midnight. So, um, you know, we get there around dinner time. We start just watching all the baseball, especially on the weekends. There's so many games on. And so we're already watching all day, and then we get to put, turn the camera on and watch. So that's kind of what it's like. I am concerned about you two today, though. Yes. We have a Mariner fan. Yes. We have a Baltimore fan. Is this the first time you've watched a Mariner Baltimore game together? Yes. Together, in live, in person, this yeah. is the first time we've watched our team. Are you going to be okay? Yes. Well, we'll see. I again. think he has a higher chance of being okay based <laughs> upon the way the seasons have panned out so far. Yes. Uh, Mariners have won five in a row. I mean, I'm feeling great. Uh, I was just actually in Pittsburgh, so I saw them there. I'm, I'm, I, I've got Felix on the hill tonight. I, I've never been more confident in a game that maybe not that many people are watching, but I'm excited for it. So earlier this year, we did a show, and part of our show uh, that makes it really cool is we watch live baseball, and we commentate over the games. Okay. Right? So we provide our goofy, childish commentary uh, instead of listening to, you know, the beautiful, experienced voices such as yourselves. <laughs> and we did an Orioles-Mariners game this year, and we had a, a wager, and I lost, and so I actually have to get my chest waxed. <laughs> Because the Orioles lost. Yeah, we still have still still done that. Because that was a few months ago. So but. I'm not going to wager anything on this one, I yeah, don't I think. Uh, we're gonna, he, he, we're can gonna, we talk you into wagering right now, though? I think that'd be great. Yeah, I know. I don't know if, we, if Jake wants to double down there. Uh, but but I think we're just we're just going to try and enjoy this, especially since we're not uh, in the comfort of our own studio where we can kind of be a little bit. Like here, you know, 
got some people got some eyes on us, and I, I don't know, even, even more than our actual show, oh. where now it's like I feel like the, the chains are off. Oh, yeah. We're going to maybe go full fan, and, and it might be a little dangerous. And place. my mom's coming. Oh. oh. Big and, Orioles fan, so. Right. She's, a, she's a reason gotta, here. Got to behave. Right. How did behave. you become a Mariners fan? Right. So uh, it's a good great. question. So we, so we grew up outside the Washington, D.C. area. Um, and, and so I just wasn't really into the whole Nationals thing, no offense, uh, at the time when they, when they came uh, down from Montreal. You know, I was 10. I was like, oh, cool, there's baseball. But I really got, like, all the way obsessed with baseball in high school, 2010, 2011, 2012. And I was just on the Internet as, as kids those days and obviously now were. And I was reading a lot of Lookout Landing and following a lot of uh, the great reporting that you guys do. Um, you guys have such an, uh, an awesome staff that, that, uh, of writers that, that follow the team. And so I just kind of fell, I found myself reading about the team every day as honestly bad as they were in 2011 uh, and 12. And I was like, all right, I like this team. Felix is my favorite pitcher. Like, let's do it. So mm. that's kind of how I fell into, into Mariners fandom. So is Jeff Sullivan partially responsible? Jeff Sullivan for is you? is ninety eight percent. As I have, this I have, explains a lot. I have told him that uh, to his face. He was uh, very uh, apologetic. Uh, so yes, you guys have done some pretty incredible things. Tell me a situation that you have been in that you pinch yourself thinking mm. when you were in high school or college. I can't believe this is happening to me right now. Right. Uh, oh, oh, World man. Series. World Series. World Series. I mean. With the Rig- at, Wrigley? at Wrigley, yeah. So we were seniors in college. <laughs> I went to school in St. Louis. He went to school in, in Ohio. And we got assigned to basically cover the World Series at Wrigley, games three, four, and five. And I told my baseball coach, I was like, hey, I'm missing practice this weekend. Sorry. Got to go watch the World Series at Wrigley. Right. Got in my car, drove up. Jordan drove over and... You know, we were. It was. It was really surreal. And right. So yeah, you know, that was three years ago. But it, it really has felt like great. Like it's. There's no hotter ticket than the World Series at Wrigley Field. And like yeah. the fact after that, it was like, all right, anything else from here, great. Yeah. Um, but we always I, say that. Like it's all icing yeah. at this point. We've been so lucky that we've gotten to kind of, you know, live this life of getting to go to all these games and talking about them. That like, if it was all taken away from us tomorrow. And I got to not work in baseball. Like, fine. Like, we have been so fortunate, and it's been such an amazing ride that, you know, it's all all cake. Yeah. I would say another one uh, I will mention slightly more Mariners-related. Um, well, getting to see Felix, we, we saw a Kings Court game in 2015 when we were in Seattle, which was awesome. Uh, but a Mariners one from this year, which was uh, great. We, we were fortunate enough to be in the dugout for the Futures game, uh, and Ken Griffey Jr. just showed up. <laughs> he was hanging out in the in the, uh, the we were both in, in different dugouts, and he was hanging out uh, in the AL uh, dugout during the game, and just watching him interact with the other Futures gamers. I got to see Evan White was there, and such a very funny moment was Evan White was like talking to him for a couple innings, and then he comes over and he's like, "Hey, did you get a picture of that?" Like. Griffey's my guy. I was like, yeah, Griffey's everybody's guy, man. Like, it's, not, it's not just you, and obviously I took a picture. So. Right. If he was like, yo, give me a picture with, like, Mark McLemore. Like, that would, like, I get. Like, right. It's like, oh, oh that's, that's very specific. Thing. It's like, no, like, Griffey's everybody's favorite, yeah. but it was it was cool. So just being around him, and then, and obviously, like, it's not like I, I grew up in Maristown, but obviously who doesn't love Griffey? So right. um, it's, it's uh, that was a cool, more recent moment that comes to mind. We are visiting with Jordan and Jake from Suspidus Family Barbecue, and we've heard Jordan's fandom story. Jake, Baltimore, you're from here, so I guess that would yeah. make some sense, but how'd you get so, so fanatic? So mine is more of a birthright, is probably how I would describe it. So my mom grew up in Baltimore. My grandparents are both, have been diehard Orioles fans their whole lives growing up here. And I was born on September 5th, 1995, which is the day that Ripken tied Gehrig. And my grandmother left my mom 
while she was in the hospital in labor with me to go to the game. Yes. Oh, My grandma amazing. is like, I've got grandkids already. I'm going to have more. I also have tickets to watch Cal tie the record. I hope the birth goes well. So she left. We get to the game. And I didn't really have a choice. They wanted to name me Cal, but it's not wasn't really a got, Jewish enough name yeah, for my family. That got so. vetoed pretty quick. That's yeah. too bad. They were, they were probably, like, yeah. we'll go with Jacob Israel Mintz instead. <laughs> That's fantastic. What what do you two love about the game right now? Oh man, that that is a that, that, where where do we begin? I mean, that's something that like it, it's not, it's it shouldn't sound like a novel concept, but I think this is just an issue in like sports commentary in general. But definitely in baseball is is everyone's oh how do we make it better? Well, what's wrong with it? What's it's like? There's still so much good to going on right now, and even in every team, like of course, let's be honest, right? Our two teams right now they're not in the postseason hunt, and and obviously the Orioles haven't been the last couple of years, but he had his run, and Mariners haven't been yeah. in a long time. But like, there's still so much to love. The it's really just the the young talent. Like it's it's kind of cliche, but it is unbelievable how many guys could just come up and immediately be good like you just don't have we see it with kyle lewis like you don't have to wait around for them to sort of right. figure it out it feels like everybody that comes up is great and and what's so wonderful about that is knowing like oh i get to watch ronald acuna jr for like 15 so, more years at least yes i was going to talk about the braves because the braves have been doing this celebration wherever donaldson it's a home run his nickname is the bringer of rain and they have a, an umbrella in the dugout and like for me like, Josh Donaldson isn't, like, he's been a, an awesome player for a long time, but he was never, like, the bubbly, super fun guy. He was very intense. And the idea that he's been, like, the culture of baseball has shifted enough mm -hmm. that he's able to open up and enjoy himself while the team is, like, winning a division title, to me, is great and is awesome. And I think the Braves kind of represent that mm -hmm. with Albies and Acuna and, and young guys like that. They have another first base coach. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, Rain, yeah, yeah. As Donaldson yeah. goes by on a home run, that is... That's right. And so amazing. we just feel just very lucky to be watching this amount of amazing talent. And like, it does, and you there's so much it. more right now oh, than I goodness. think we've seen in any recent past. Yeah, totally. And and it's it's so cool that that the game is turning so young. Um, and and you can find it. You can find it on any team. So it's it's uh it's fun. Right. It's fun and, to watch. And with the younger players, it it connects more with the younger audience because the younger players are literally childish mm -hmm. in a good way where they're exhibiting the way that they're feeling in the field and like you connect with that if you're a fan that's like it, it's more than than the robotic beep, boop, bop, boop, hit baseball now like i right. think fans are connecting with that and i think it's good for the game well, i think you guys are absolutely helping out with that with everything that you do and in, in uh, social media and what you do with the programs and the cut four as well one thing i will leave you with would you be jealous to know that I have been to a Kendris Morales family barbecue. Oh, yes, absolutely. Percent. <laughs> now I'm. Uh, now well, it's, it's like, right, menu. Do, we, do we rename it? Oh, like, a pig, of course. <laughs> okay. He so, roasts the pig himself. Well, I hope so. But what, what were the sides? Like, yeah, I mean, that's that's incredible. that's the key, right? Anybody can roast a pig, but like, what, what are we talking? It was mac and cheese inside. Like, <laughs> right. All right. Well, well, Shannon, well, uh, if you want to start, you know, a, a kind of a rogue blog, you've go. got you've got there a way go. more All legitimate right. claim. and our blessing. We're still, yeah, we're still waiting. For our uh, official invite to, to the next Cespedes Family Barbecue, it's, one day we've heard that it might happen. We're working <laughs> like this is not. I'm not kidding. We are working on it. Yes. <laughs> don't think that we don't think that we have. have, have uh, as you mentioned, everything's gravy. After that, After then that. Like, that's really the last thing we really, that's really the goal want to do. Yes. Okay. Yes. And there's Shannon with Pete Woodworth. It was a great phone call to get, and um, you know I've I've known Andy McKay for for a while. Um, 
I played for Andy for two summers, um, and we've we've stayed in contact. And he was a huge mentor and, and help for me becoming a coach. And uh, you know, leaned on him a lot in my early years of coaching at the collegiate level. Um, so yeah, it was a surprise, but you know, he had been kind of grooming me for a couple years. <laughs> so more full circle than anything. Else. Yeah. For sure. What was the biggest takeaway you had with Andy before you were in the organization? Um, so Andy was uh, very big on, on the mental side. Um, he was he was my sports psychologist. Um, he taught me about how it's not just the physical talent, um, but the ability to, to use the other side of the game and to prepare... Uh, the, the right way and to you know be constantly learning more than just you know bullpens and and throwing sessions or BP um, so it really opened up the door from the mental side and that that kind of opened up um, you know my interest in, in just learning more and, and reading more and finding out more about that side which which really plays a huge part in, in any coach's job being a, a therapist or a sports psychologist a mental skills coach um, so meeting Andy and, and spending so much time with him, that it, it for sure helped my playing career, but it, it really, really helped me when I started coaching. What was your favorite thing about coaching at AA this year? Oof, a um, lot, lot of highlights from this year. Um, this was by far the best year of coaching um, in, in my career so far. Um, you know, we had a lot of talented players, um, but the the culture and the environment that those guys created in the clubhouse and created in the bullpen and within the starting rotation, just the the fun that they had competing with each other and enjoying, you know, that, that camaraderie day in and day out, which isn't easy at the minor league level. Um, you know, that that's that has to be the highlight of the year. Um, it was it was really special. Um what they created and what they maintained throughout the whole year with with guys moving up and new guys coming in um the the core group of those guys the justin duns the art warrens you know those guys that were there the whole year really kept that culture and environment growing throughout the season where did it come from with them um i think that's just you know especially for art that's that's four years of of being a mariner and and being you know groomed and, and taught the the pillars of what it is to be a mariner you know um, sticking to the process um, having fun um, doing the right thing you know the more that they're that that is just kind of beat into their dna that that becomes who they are and now you're surrounding them with more and more mariners and and it just grew and grew um, so it's kind of something that's been growing for four years now and to have that group of guys that have played together and then you know a couple new guys sprinkled in that brought different personality and, and great character it, it was just special to watch we've had justice sheffield up for a little bit he's making another start tonight what have you seen in his continuation in development when he has come up um well he did a, a great job in arkansas kind of getting back to to who he was and, and what he does really well um, so then seeing him come up here and I feel like every start he's getting one step closer, you know, progressing 1% more every time out there. Um, his, his strike throwing has increased. His, both his secondary pitches are getting sharper and better, but he's, he's learning how to navigate and, and pitch in the big leagues now, which, which is tough to emulate in, in, double, in double A. 
Um, so just his progression and maturity against the best hitters in the game. Um, every start I've seen him, it's, it's gotten better and better. I could ask you questions about a gazillion guys who are here right now, but how about the ones who are not? Tell us about the ones that we could see sometime soon. Oof, um, there's a lot of them. Um, we can spend even more time talking about those guys. <laughs> uh, like I said, we are very blessed with, with the amount of talent that, that came through Little Rock this year. Um, a couple of the, the younger guys that, that joined us after the All-Star break, um, the Sam Delaplanes and the Joey Gerbers, uh, Wyatt Mills, um, shoot, like I said, we can talk about these guys for a long time. But uh, Sam Delaplane um, is a is a special a special human, special pitcher, uh, one of the best professionals I've ever been around, and he's you know only 22, 23 years old. Um, just does everything the right way, works his tail off. Um, but watching him in late innings of a game, uh, he's one of the best competitors. I've I've been around uh, his focus and his his process in game is is fun to watch and he's got really good stuff. Hey Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.